Strength to me means never giving up, always putting your head down. And on those days when you want to lay down and let the world roll you over, you get up. And even if you do one little task, it's better than laying down and doing nothing. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. We are super excited you're here today. And actually, we're excited that you're here for this month because this month is going to be something so beautiful. It's going to be so raw, at your core, gut-hitting fantasticness. It's all about self-awareness and bettering yourself. It's not a self-help book. It's even better because it's Jessica and I giving you lots of love to help you love who you are deep on the inside. So we'll get kicked off on our first topic very soon, but first we want to thank you for always coming back, listening to the podcast, and we just want to ask you now, take a minute, subscribe wherever you're listening, hit the rating, hit five stars for us so we can share this podcast and help it to grow. And if you can leave a review, leave a review too, because that helps other people find us and know, hey, these girls are really, really awesome to listen to. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at inrallife.co, where you can also share us in your stories. You can send us to your friends. You can comment, like us, interact with us there, and we will be super excited to connect with you. Before, also before we get into the episode, let's go over our rawalities for the day or the week or whatever the case may be. Mm. So Jess, what is your rawality check? Oh man, I feel like I'm like cross-eyed thinking about my rawality check. Um, oh no, is it that bad? No, it's not bad. It's, I'm just like, I have so many highs. But I'm also feeling low in other parts of my life right now still. And it's just like Mm -hmm. this like weird juxtaposition and like how – I mean, it's life. That's how it is. But, you know, our our in-route life is doing so awesome and things are great and I love my job and like Emily and I are doing so good and she's doing good in school. We just had an entire week of my dad and stepmom being in town too, which was – exactly what I needed. And I really hope that we can convince them to move near us because I think that our lives would just be that much more enjoyable and rich. Um, But then there's still just like, I don't know, I I just still get, I have like this like weird funk sitting somewhere at the bottom corner of my heart or my life or something. And I'm just like confused. I realized I really, really I know I've talked about it for years and I've never gone to therapy by myself, but I really want to do it. And I almost started – this is so me. I almost started writing notes the other day because like I have these few things where I'm like, I mean, what am I going to talk to about a therapist? Like I know it's good for you and I know that I should no matter how I feel, but 
Like, what am I, what are we actually going to talk about? <laughs> and then I like have these random things. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I should write that down for when I go to therapy one day. That is a hundred percent you. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I feel like I need to go to a therapist who other therapists go to. Cause I think I therapize myself so much that like, and I'm so like, I can see both sides of the coin always and I'm so introspective and all of that that I like I need someone who's going to really go there with me and get more out mm-hmm. of me or else it's just mm-hmm. not going to be as effective. But and so like I, I keep wanting to like go research therapists in the area that would be really good but I'm like oh, I need to wait until my um, divorce goes through finally so I can get my own health insurance and get with somebody because I don't want to mm-hmm. like start with the current health insurance and then it change in a week and then have to switch. But I am making that a priority that once that happens and once I get my own health care, I'm going to make the time no matter what fit into my schedule so that I can go to a therapist. I feel like – you know how we (laughs) – <laughs> you know how when we talk to people that are usually Enneagram threes and we're like, look, we want to help you get your life together. And they're like, uh, I already have it no, together. I totally it's okay. have my life together. Uh-huh. That's exactly what you sound like with therapy. Oh, it's okay because I therapize myself. <laughs> but I know that I need to go. Like I'm, I'm self-aware enough that I know that I want yes. to and need to go. But I feel well, like I need somebody, somebody who's going to who... go further. Like who's going to get yes. it. Yes. I mean it is – you have to find a good therapist for sure. And yeah. you don't – it's hard to do. It's like takes work for sure. But mm-hmm. also as somebody who has gone to therapy, because um, I <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So I'm just going to say I've, I've recommended a lot of people go to my therapist that I went to back in Florida. And I was telling him about one person who didn't really want to go because what else could they possibly talk about? And my therapist was like – they don't need to come in with something to talk about. I know. We will get to something to talk about. Yeah. You know, it, it, and he was so good about it. He always figured out something to talk about because yeah. he would ask you the questions that matter. And so I think that's finding yeah, a that's good therapist, you don't have to come in with notes. But I mean, I well, can. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I guess I'm mean, reflecting back on like we went to two or three different marriage counselors and then like I've tried to take Emmeline – but like it's just it was such short amount of times that mm-hmm. and other people involved, so then it's like I just felt like they weren't getting anything out. So that's what makes yeah. me nervous. I'm like, okay, how do I find the right therapist? Well, you're also in both of those situations. You were with some people that may not have wanted to share, and you were willing to share and work mm-hmm. on improving yourself. So I don't think it's going to be a challenge of getting it out of you, but it is. Yeah, no, it won't be approach. a challenge. Like, it's it's the approach. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It's not going to be yeah. hard to get it out of me. It's just I don't know. I know that I want it and need it, but I don't know what it is that I need it for. So I need this yeah. person to know what to look for and how to approach it. Yeah. It stinks that, like, you have to go therapist shopping. I know. Because it costs money. Like, church shopping is free. Therapist mm-hmm. shopping is expensive. And you really do. Like, I went to this one therapist when I first got to Florida – and I felt like I was in, in an acting class. Like she wanted me to go over and touch each scarf and act like a child with the scarf. And what oh, no, would no, eight-year-old no, Sierra say with this scarf? And I'm like, I I was just presenting at that point. I'm like, I'm just acting for you. Like yeah. I'm going to say whatever you need me to say to make this stop. 
it was weird. I hope that I have, if I run into that situation, I hope that I have the courage to say, I'm sorry, this isn't working and just walk out instead. <laughs> That's true. Because that is the smarter thing to do, right? Option. Like, yeah, yeah, we this totally is, have this that. This isn't for me. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's yours? Your, let's, let's hear it. Well, um, mine is kind of similar, but not, I don't know. Um, I like, it's, it's a great week. Like, like you said, everything within our life is going well. Um, I'm just so happy to be in New Jersey. I love my house. I love my bed. <laughs> I can do anything good. I love my good. whole life. <laughs> I love I my love that video. Uh. <laughs> Some people are listening like, what are you talking about? Um, it's called like Jessica's I, amazing something, right? It's, it's her, Jessica's a little girl named, daily affirmations. Yeah. Look it up. It's not me, Jessica, but it is a cute little curly haired Jessica who's probably an adult mm-hmm. by now, I think. I think I've seen an interview she with her. At is. Least I saw older. her on yeah, I've seen her <laughs> be interviewed now. But yeah, if but. if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, or you do know what we're talking about, and you just need like a little break of minute uplift, go check out Jessica's daily affirmations. Baby Jessica. <laughs> After you finish listening. Anyway, I I really am like so I really am so happy with where we're at. And um and Arrow has been like a little bit trying lately. He yesterday was weird. He kept sneaking things. He's not a sneaky kid. And I don't know if like he's It's the age sees Gray being sneaky. I mean It's the age Emily wasn't until around sneaky. four or five. Oh. It's just but like human nature. I know. I have friends that have like two and three-year-olds that are sneaky. So it's just him coming to – I think it's – he's either coming into it or he's seeing Gray be sneaky and he's learning it from him, you know, mm-hmm. because he just never tried to be sneaky before. So he snuck chocolate yesterday. He – oh, last night, he usually like – he's usually sneaky in a good way. Like he'll sneak folding clothes and be like, come here. And I'll come in Aww. and I'll be like, Ugh. And then he like came to me. He's like, mama – I threw the clothes everywhere. I'm like, no, you did it. And he goes, come here. And I'm expecting to see them folded. No, they're thrown everywhere. And I was so mad because we just spent all afternoon organizing them together. And it was like pulling teeth. So like that part's frustrating. But I'm still like, I don't even care. I'm unfazed because like life is so good. And my my mental health is so strong that I don't like these things that could otherwise really frustrate me mm-hmm. aren't. Um and then – but the flip side is that um, it's been a bit of an emotional week, like in a good way, like in a self-realization way. Um, like I'm just coming to – like because – I guess because life is so good, I can start to understand parts of myself a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And I mean I'm probably also PMSing, but I've like cried a couple times this week, which I love when I cry because I feel like, okay – this is not a normal thing. So what is this telling me about myself? And I like can explore that more. And so I just – I feel like this week is has been like a week of growth because I'm just – I'm much more – I because everything else is falling into place so easily, I have time to be aware of yourself. myself and be mm-hmm. become more self-aware so that I can make improvements. Nice. Well, that is, is perfect. Right? For our episode today. <laughs> Crazy. I love that though. Yeah, I definitely – I'm with you there because like how I'm saying it's like a little tiny corner somewhere that feels 
out of place, it's because I'm so, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm definitely very mentally and emotionally strong so that even though those things. I'm just so perfect. <laughs> well, I don't want to come across as like, oh, well, I'm mentally strong and emotionally strong, but because I've worked on it so much, so I do have that strength that is carrying through. That's why it's such a little corner instead of like taking over everything instead, you know, mm-hmm. and shading it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good. That makes me so Well, I mean, mental too. health, I don't think it's about perfectionism. It's about working. Like you and I both oh, have been yeah, working been on our mental health work. in different ways for so long. So it's just showing that like hard work is paying off. So I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I think any health, any form of health is always a work in progress. It's so true. So our topic today is self-awareness and, and personal responsibility. Part. See? We are the yin and yang of each other today. <laughs> I am aware that I am incomplete without you. <laughs> um, Yeah, but they definitely go hand in hand. Like as you look up TED Talks or whatever about it and you really think about what it actually each actually mean, they're they go – they're almost the same thing sometimes or they go really, really well together. Like you can't – you can't have one without the other. Isn't that a song? You can't – can't have one without the other. other. It's love and marriage. <laughs> That's right. I knew it was a <laughs> – I knew it was a TV show. Oh, man. That's also true. So it's funny because we both looked up TED Talks mm-hmm. before this. And which we don't always go to TED Talks. Like we do research in different ways, but mm-hmm. I felt like this was gonna be very This was TED one that you needed to hear. Yeah. yeah. And when I was looking up TED Talks, I was like, I need to go a route that Jessica won't go because a lot of times we listen to the same ones and it's good because we can both be like, we remember things that the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring a totally different approach. So I found a different one. But I'm wondering well, sometimes you I said search you found around, a really good one. Knows? What? Sometimes I search around and I click around and I just you know. I know. So I'm wondering if we still ended up the same or if we ended up different. So I don't. anyway, you said you had one that was I didn't write down any um, names or anything, so I feel kind of bad because I listened to like three or four or five. Um, oh. But this one – well, so it's – it was my – it was like – it like opened up my mind, but it's – I don't know if we need to like talk a little more about the subject first or not. She was saying like the num- – it was like the title of it was something like the one thing – that you need to do to change whatever it is or something or to take responsibility. Oh, wow. really I don't know. descriptive. I don't remember. I, I definitely know how to find that I one. Can look it up. <laughs> the one thing you need to do to do something good or something. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Let me look it up. Oh, increase your self-awareness with one simple fix. This is Tasha Yurik. And what the what one is her one simple fix. Simple fix is that instead of asking why, which at first I was like, but like to get introspective, you need to understand the why behind things. Mm-hmm. But instead of asking why, asking what. And that really is mm. that is the the self awareness and personal responsibility key is not. I mean, it's good to understand why, but that she said when you're asking why, you get trapped. And one of her like research things that she did was widowers, let's say, you know, a week into being a widow because they've asked why and they kind of like, you know, figured out for themselves, they're in a better, like they're able to like carry on and be in a better place a week later. But a year later, they're still asking why and they're trapped. Instead, Mm -hmm. you want to ask 
what. And she had some other examples that were really good and they were on the tip of my tongue and now I forget. But when you're asking – so like if you're at a job and you, you get like a bad performance review, instead of saying, oh, why does my boss hate me so much? Why did I get this review? You need to think, what can I do to improve this review? What can I do to make this a better performance review next time? So that's moving you forward into action instead of having to get trapped in the introspection of why. So I think, yeah. I mean, I still think that the why is important. I think it's good to know what, why something happened and wh- or why you are doing things the way you're doing it. But don't get trapped there. You then need to move on to the mm-hmm. what. Like the why is going to help give you more what to do and what action to take. So I thought that was a really cool mm. little piece. Yeah. So, okay, but let's dive into self-awareness a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I think there's two sides of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I feel like one side is that people are very selfish and they think that they are always right and they walk through life thinking that the world is wrong, their thought process is right, and no one can adjust that. Um and so in that you, regard – Do which, you really think that those people are self-aware though? No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's two there's two approaches to self-awareness is what I mean. So like I don't think those people are self-aware at all. I think – but I think we're all – I think we all fall on one side of the spectrum or the other. So um, I think I, – I have moments of being that way. Oh, even, of course. Like that's, that's a very extreme situation. But like my husband will come home and he'll say something along the lines of – um, what did you do today? And I will lose my ever-living sh** on him because uh-huh. I hear, you just said what did you do today? Uh-huh. Nothing happened. I, everything is exactly as I left it. So you did absolutely nothing. And uh-huh. I get super defensive about that because I'm selfishly thinking like, excuse me, do you even understand how much I did today? Do you know how many diapers I changed? Do you know how many tantrums I handled? Blah, 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 blah. Like that's the more like selfish, I am right, you are wrong. How dare you walk into my household and ask me what I did today? You have no idea. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that Jay never asks that phrase ever again when he walks in because I have actually lost it on him, Aww. which is not great. Um, the other side of the self-awareness uh, gauge is um, the the people who think – about themselves a lot in regards to, okay, well, I, like this person doesn't like the color blue and I wore blue today. So this person probably hates me. And I, what was I thinking? I shouldn't have worn blue. I should have taken responsibility and worn red. That was so dumb of me. Like that's the other side. But I still think, I think self-awareness is also lacking there because you are, in, in that situation, you're more obsessed over failure mm-hmm. than actually being, like, aware and taking responsibility that, like, it's okay. I'm not personally trying to hurt them. If they take it personally, that's, that's on their them, personal on responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think, like, that – I was really reflecting on self-awareness this morning. And I was like, I think there's two sides. And, I mean, I can be guilty of both mm-hmm. for sure in different ways. So – well, it's funny that you said the two sides because it kind of goes with that same woman. She said in the research that they did and what they were doing was they were trying – they called them the unicorns that they were looking for, the people who were really, truly, healthily self-aware. 
Um, uh-huh. In the research, they found that 95% of people think that they are self-aware. <laughs> but only 10 to 15% of those people actually are. Wow. And I think hey, this 10 other 15%, quote. 10-15%, that's less un- than unicorns, or that's more than unicorn statistics, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, that's my positivity. <laughs> I think this other quote was from her, and it kind of was like what you just said, that self-awareness is the ability to see ourselves clearly, who we are, where we fit in the world, and it can give us power, like the good kind of power. Mm. Yeah. So mm. it, you, it was almost like the, what you had said just before kind of sounded like that to me. Like I felt like, ooh, Sierra could give us a, a TED Talk on this. I'm giving a t- – watch out. Here's my TED Talk. <laughs> um, yeah, power. That's mm-hmm. – like to me, sometimes the thought of power is scary. So like – I know. You almost want to like shirk away like, oh, I can't be <laughs> self-aware if no, but it's power because – It's the like healthy power. It's the power, it's the power oh, of I confidence. Know. Like knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing who you are in the world and how you affect the world and sometimes how people see you but being able to say it's, it's not my responsibility how other people see me either. It's their responsibility yeah. how they see me. But it was interesting. One of the first TED Talks I listened to was this woman. It was about like personal responsibility and self-awareness. Um, and then it took a very dark turn. But then I, I listened to it all the way through and I understood where it was going with. Because she was talking about <laughs> – she was talking about – I just – I hate when that happens. Like you're like, oh, positive something. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, what am I – But I mean she didn't get – she wasn't dark how she talked about it. But she was – abused, sexually abused at 15 by like her chorus teacher. And she realized after that, that she was in this victim mentality. And and then Mm. I realized, oh, duh, personal responsibility, self-awareness, and victimhood are all related. Because, Mm -hmm. yes, that's an incredibly terrible thing that happened to her. And she is valid in saying this awful thing happened to me. And it happened to me. It's not her fault. Mm-hmm. There's zero responsibility there on her. But it's the after that. It's growing after that. Because she said that, you know, then she – I mean, she went to college, but she just felt – she still had low self-esteem. She didn't feel like she was going to go anywhere in her life. Like, she was just – she picked bad relationship after bad relationship. And at that point – and it is hard to hear because it's like she went through a really terrible thing at 15. That's life-changing. But then it's up to you, and you have full responsibility and power to – go forward and make and make better choices. Like it's not that that was a choice mm-hmm. of hers, but you don't have to let that define the rest of your life. And yeah. it's like it's hard to put that into words because it sounds so awful like uh these things that were ter- terribly happened to you especially as a, if you're a child like you were the victim of that crime or whatever happened, but you don't have to be a victim for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can let you can use that to Say, hey, I'm in charge of my life. One, I will never let that happen again because it's my body, my life. Two, like I can go empower others and hear about it and share my story and let, like, you know, help other people. So I think a lot of, and I don't, I don't want to like go down the victimhood path, but I think a lot of people really don't realize it and feel like victims and talk like victims and don't even know that they're doing that to themselves. 
it's like this internal and sometimes external talk. And really it's, this is not happening to you. <laughs> not like, yeah, like a, a bad relationship or a shitty job situation or a terrible mood that day is not happening to you. It's completely in your power to choose how you see it and how you react to it and what action you take next. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I th- actually think I got this worksheet from the same crazy scarf lady therapist. <laughs> <laughs> see, she did something good. But you weren't a victim to did. her. You got something out of I it. I wasn't. Bam. She's funny. Um, <laughs> um, but it was this worksheet that talked about like the three levels or like the three types of people around the victim idea. So there's the victim and then there's the, the persecutor, persecutor, I think, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The person not nice to the victim. And then the, oh, I don't remember what they called this person either. I felt like they called them the wolf, but maybe it's the martyr. I don't know. The person that wants to save the victim. From the persecutor. Okay. And so it made me think of like in my own life, it made me think of my mom who like often will play victim. And then at the time, like I thought my stepdad was so mean and I was the one that had to come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. And so – um, and then like you – like each role can be I, – I don't – oh, man. I wish I had looked into this deeper. But I didn't expect to go down here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they all can kind of like fall into one of the other – places Mm -hmm. too like it's a it's a cycle and the point is to break out of the cycle in total so my point in saying all of that is that even if you don't feel like even if you know a victim and you're like i don't play victim i don't like to play victim like we all have these moments of playing Mm -hmm. victim and it's really i think that is a matter of like not taking response it's placing blame instead of taking responsibility Mm -hmm. and so for me like i i go to the martyr role all the time. Like, that is my go-to role. Mm. But I still will blame the persecutor or then I'll blame the victim for taking the victim role. And then I'll be like, look at what that did to me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how could that have all – look at – like, if my if my stepdad wouldn't have said that to my mom, if my mom would have stood up for herself, then I would have been mm-hmm. so much better off when, like, that's just me playing the victim. So mm-hmm. I think we can fall into the victim role oh, yeah. even if we don't think – so I used to play victim important. big time in my own head before I started. In like, your own head? Mm-hmm. You talked to yourself? Before my self-development, self-improvement days, and I was an optimistic, positive person still, like I've said a million times. But in my own head, I was thinking, Ugh, why, like, why am I living this life? Like, Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? That's like the biggest victim mm-hmm. quote. When once I started turning it around and saying, okay, this isn't happening to me, number one. Number two, it's all about how I'm perceiving it and then putting it out into the world and I can change that. And then that's when everything started blossoming. So this brings me to my TED Talk. I listened to a TED Talk called how to not take things so personally. I almost listened to that and, one, I think, or something like that. Ah, I did it. I didn't have time. <laughs> I got – all right. Oh, no. Oh, I on, didn't have talk. time? <laughs> well, you listened to five others, I so <laughs> I think 
<laughs> I think you made time for what you needed. I did. Um, so he he was a cute little German guy. He sounded <laughs> German. Um, and he said that he took on the role of a like of a football referee. So it was soccer <laughs> for us American folk. Uh, Wait, he, literal? He was a referee, or that's how he was like, acting. L- both. Okay. <laughs> he acted like a referee in the TED Talk, and then he said that he got this job, and he said it wasn't for the money because they make 20 euro a game or a match, um, which is nothing. But he said he specifically sought out that job so he could learn to not take things personally because everyone's mm. a terror to the referee, the fans, the team, and the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wanted to learn to take things less personally, which I thought was really cool. And so he had he had two two key takeaways. Mm-hmm. Like they always keep their takeaways small. Yours was one, mine was two. Uh, so his key takeaways were uh, like if if you do something and somebody has a bad reaction from it, like you know you're going too slow as you're driving and they lay on the horn, or you know your boss calls you in and isn't happy with your performance, whatever the case may be. Takeaway number one is it's not about you. You know why is that guy laying on his horn? Maybe he. Had a bad day. Maybe he's in a hurry. Maybe his wife is having a baby. Like there's some other greater reason. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a good reason or a bad reason, it's not on you. Like your ego is talking if you think that it is about you. And like he said, would you rather be right or happy? Mm-hmm. And like basically <laughs> – and then he said, I know everyone wants to be – they're happy when they know they're right. But it's just like what I was saying before. Like I know – when Jay comes home, I – and he – all he asks is, what did you do today? And I instantly mm-hmm. take it personally. Like, even if he did mean it poorly, like, that's on him. That's on Because yep. if he doesn't see what I've done throughout the day, mm-hmm. which he totally does, and this is not a real situation with my husband, but if he didn't get, the like, my value, like, that doesn't matter because I'm still valuable. I still took care of the kids. I changed all those diapers. If he doesn't see that, maybe he had a bad day at work. Maybe – He's stressed out about something else. Like, it's that I don't have to take it personally. Mm-hmm. But then the other side is it is about you, which I loved. Like, mm-hmm. his two takeaways were it's not about you and it is about you. And he said – because on the, on the flip side of it, if it's something that really stings you, it must be a, a hint of truth. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he were to say you are an orange, you wouldn't be offended because you're not an orange but if you Unless were a redhead, had a t- maybe terrible, like suntan. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Then you might and take then it be personally. Like, oh, shoot. Right. Because there's a hint mm-hmm. of truth to it, and that was exactly his point. Like, you're not going to take something personally unless there's a hint of truth. And if there is, like, if it's striking a nerve with you, then that's when it's time for some self evaluation, some self reflection, some like self awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where you say, and why did I react like that? Okay, that's why. Mm-hmm. Now, what am I going to do about now, it? What can I do? <laughs> exactly. And one of his recommendations for a what, which is like one of my favorite recommendations always, is to, if you're taking something personally that someone says to you, be vulnerable about that and talk to them. And say, hey, you know what? Like, that struck a nerve with me, and I think it's because of mm-hmm. this. Can we work on that together? And not and putting it back on them because – Right. Yes. 
Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's. I was like, wait, my notes said that because yeah, he said if you're vulnerable without blaming the other uh-huh. person, you open up room for like understanding versus mm-hmm. irritation, which I thought yeah. that was really cool. Because it, yeah, it doesn't um, matter if the other person had mal intent or not. If you're able to open up yeah. and say, hey, you know, when you said that to me, I felt blank, and I think it's because blank, and put it, it's on you taking personal responsibility. Right. Even if they have any sort of something to do with it. That's up to them to handle, not for you to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – and like on the flip side, if that person can't handle your vulnerable – they can't even handle saying the word vulnerable. <laughs> I've been Send reading them out all about it. Fishes. <laughs> what? What, what did from? you say? <laughs> I said send them out to the fishes, <laughs> which <laughs> – was my interpretation of a mob boss that says, like, let him swim with the fish, but it came out. Oh, dear. Swim, whatever. Swim with the fishes. What was I saying? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Oh, yes. if you are, if you find yourself being willing to open up and be vulnerable with someone, then, um, and they don't receive it well then again that's not on you that's Mm -hmm. on them and and then you tried you that also teaches you that maybe that's not someone who you need to be vulnerable with yeah that's that like and that's hard especially if that someone is your spouse because Mm -hmm. some spouses can't take it they don't know Mm -hmm. how to take the vulnerability because a lot of times they're playing victim. They're instantly thinking that you're attacking them, even mm-hmm. if you come at it without blame, without any well, ill intent. So my thing with if it's like a spouse is if it happens that way and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't be vulnerable with them because I've definitely had those moments before. It's – obviously they have some stuff to do and that's okay and you can't make them and you shouldn't tell them that. But – I still think with a spouse, you can continue to be vulnerable and open because that's you working on you and you continue to do it because you should. And if you feel like you really, really can't with your spouse, then there's a bigger issue there. But the way to help someone that close to you eventually do the work too, maybe, is by showing them that you're going to keep showing up and doing the work. Mm. And yeah. and not not telling them they have to, not leading them, but leading by example. Yeah, and hopefully that'll eventually influence and them not, enough to and not expect that they're going to change. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard work. It's I have um, challenging. I've been reading Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. For work. What? You're reading Brene Brown? I know. Well, the funny thing is I've never actually read one of her her books all the way through. Because so I've listened to her and I've listened to like the abridged versions of her books and her, all of her TED Talks and podcasts and like everything else. But I've never actually sat down and read one of her books. So that's on my to-do list is reading all of her books and reading all of Jen Sincero's books again because I just love them and feel like I could really benefit by doing that and like diving deep. But in Dare to Lead, it, like, takes two of her books and, like, puts them together into how to be a great leader and vulnerable and authentic leader. And the first exercise is your square squad. This is kind of getting off topic, but I just had to bring it up. It's – Okay. You take the tiniest little white square 
And it says, we need to trust to be vulnerable and we need to be vulnerable in order to build trust. Write the names of the people whose opinions really matter to you within this square. And you can only write how many fit and you don't need to be writing all tiny. So only the people, and those are, that's your square squad. That's like your people that you know you can always trust, always go to, always be vulnerable with. And it goes more into it in the book, but I just felt like, oh, we, were, like that. we were kind of on that topic, so I had to do it. Your square squad. And I really, really like, like, of course, like immediately people popped into my mind, but then I was like, I like really thought longer. I was like, is that? And then it ended up being that they really were the people. So vulnerability helps you to know. How, and then, oh, so that also, like being vulnerable and being like how that can open up like what's really going on inside of you. I think mm-hmm. that it's really good to check in with all of that stuff. And so maybe mm-hmm. you're in a place where you are pretty mentally healthy and emotionally healthy and physically healthy. Like, oh, you're checking all the boxes. I feel like we always – like if if we're still breathing, we still have something we can work on is mm-hmm. my thought. Like if we've, if we've checked all the boxes, then we are probably going to drop dead because we've got it all. <laughs> so – maybe the thought of dropping dead scares the heck out of you. That's a box where you can open up and explore. So, um, yes, something I wanted to cover in therapy. There you go. I think that it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a scary task to, I think there's surface level level self-awareness, like Mm -hmm. being understanding of like, Hey, maybe I should be more conscious of those around me. Maybe I should be a little bit more compassionate and not think of myself first or maybe I shouldn't take things so personally and mm-hmm. let it be okay that I wore blue today. Um, but then there's the deeper stuff that's like, okay, like I am petrified of dying. What is that about? And diving mm-hmm. into it because there's been things throughout my life that I've been petrified of. And when I approach it head on, it's very scary. Anyway, so it's it's really hard to – it's petrifying. It is petrifying to dive into that stuff that mm-hmm. petrifies you mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going to come up. Mm-hmm. But from my own personal experience, I can tell you that it's like whatever comes out of it is usually a step in the right direction, yes. which is what we're – I think that's why we're afraid to take the leap because it's scary to see what could happen if like if we explore that. But usually exploration of that, like, yeah, it could hurt at the moment. Yeah, it could be really uncomfortable in the moment. But you always get through it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be yeah, a sobbing mess forever unless you're stuck in the why. But again, like if you're if you're looking at it in a healthy perspective, you should hopefully be able to get out of the unhealthy why, what's going on, petrification. Petrification? That's a word. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it like having to do with fossils and not being petrified? Probably. When I edit and I realize I've made up words, I get so mad and I try to like <laughs> – no, you gotta be you vulnerable. It's okay. Be vulnerable in our mistakes. It happens. We're uh, human too. Yeah, I mean, being stuck is far more terrifying than than going through it to get to the other side. But it feels more comfortable. It feels less terrifying. Oh, it's it, comfortable, brains... but but when you think about it, really, it's more terrifying. Yeah, but like in so in the middle of it your brain is telling you like this is comfortable don't do something uncomfortable mm-hmm. that's not going to be any good for you so your brain seeks comfort and it seeks repetitive behavior yeah, to stay comfortable but you've got to once you break from it then you're even more free mm-hmm. um 
like in the Jen Sincero book that I was listening to, she was saying like, if you're staying in a job that you're unhappy with, because like, what if you can't get something better? What if, you know, what if this is all you're good at? Whatever the case may be, like you're going to be stuck at that job forever. And you're going to look back and be like, well, that sucked. But mm-hmm. if you are able to break for, take the risk to break out of that job, then you get a better job. And you're like, oh my gosh, I was an idiot at that last place. What was mm-hmm. I thinking that that was my forever? I think that's the same with every thought in life. Oh, like yeah. If you think I've been there so many that times. It's better. Yeah. If you, you think it's better to just sit in your in your bowl of I'm fine and I don't actually need to address this really pressing situation that I keep thinking about constantly. I'm going to hide it under this bowl and never lift that bowl. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Like once you lift it, it's going to be scary. A bat might fly out and you'll your heart will race until you capture the oh. bat and put it where it needs to be. But once it's where it needs to be, whew, it feels so much better. Like that bat is at the zoo. That guano is not stinking up my house anymore. Okay. That is my TED talk. <laughs> what am I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I do. I, I want to end on a quote. I think this was from the first woman that I listened to. Her name is Joelle Castiques, The Power of Responsibility. Okay. Bam. It's not the moments that define us, but the choices and reactions that make us who we are. Mm. Now that I heard it, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of sums it all up. It's sure up to does. us. It's our it's our personal responsibility to react to any situation how we want to react and the identity that we want to have and how we want to feel and go forward in life. And if you feel like you are having a hard time with the way that you – react to things or you're having a hard time getting a grasp on changing your mentality or you don't even know where to start, Jessica and I would love to help you. We have Life in Balance, which is a 30-day program that not only adds time to your day, but it sets you up with a morning routine so that you approach your day from a more healthy perspective. And when life throws you curveballs, you're able to catch them Mm -hmm. a little bit easier And know what to do with them or at least know that you don't have to take it personally or you don't have to result to stress instead of emotional wellness. Every morning, Monday through Friday, you get a guided meditation that is very short. It's for beginners and that helps your mind get to a place where you can be more self-aware. You can learn to let things go. And you can breathe more often through your day. So, plus there's also really cool things like a customized planner, 90 extra minutes of self-care, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> your schedule made for you. Your, your schedule planned so you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. All And coaching and one-on-one conversations with me and Jessica. But if you want to learn more, check out the link in the show notes and reach out to us. We'll answer any questions. And if you would like to be a part of one of our episodes, we are always taking sound clips of our listeners and our fans of what it means to them to be strong. So just send us a clip to podcast at inrawlife.com with a sound clips of saying being strong means or strength to me means, and you just might make it at the beginning of an episode. Thank you for always coming back and listening to our show. We love having you here. And we would love it if you shared the show. So please 
Go do all the things we mentioned earlier. Like, subscribe, review, share us. Help our podcast to grow so we can reach more people. Until next week, we hope that you delve into yourself and your thoughts and look at what you are thinking and if you're living in victimhood or I don't know what the opposite would be, but not taking personal responsibility. I really hope that you take the advice of the TED Talk that I listened to and don't get trapped in the why, but move forward with the what. And I sincerely thank you from both Sierra and I for coming to our TED Talks. Do 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 Ready? We're out of it. When was the last time we recorded? We record. We missed a week, and this is what we're. Oh shoot! No, I'm not. Oh my gosh! Wait a sec. I cannot get close to my microphone without this thing being in the way. You know what? Screw it. I started seeing all this noise on my computer, and I was like, I'm not even talking. I will not have a popper offer today. Sorry, I need to shut this. The cat is in the window and it's open and there's a lot of weird noises happening out there. So I'm totally listening to you. I just get distracted by the noises. Sorry, a hawk just like came swooping down from my roof and flew by the window and up. Sorry, I need you to say that again because I was thinking about how I almost watched that one and how we almost watched the same ones, but we didn't. And then I didn't listen to the quote at all. <laughs> You're such a turd. <laughs> Something just fell off the bed and I didn't know why. Do you see it moving? <laughs> Put them out with the fishes. Uh, I feel bad. I don't want to like totally exploit this kid. But anyway, man, I would make such a good mob boss. You can tell I'm part Italian, can't you? <laughs> okay. We really appreciate all that. Mm -mm. It's just you always have a garbage being man. dumped into the wrist. Always. I do. You moved. I do. Up the I know. East Coast. And now and we we changed our date. We changed our day, our time. And and I'm completely it's shifted just meant locations. To be. It's okay. It's not it's, happening to us. Just what are we gonna do about it? <laughs> we sincerely love making a difference in your lives, in anybody's life we can. Anybody's anybody who will listen. It makes us really happy. I am crazy right now. I don't even know what you're saying anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I zoned out. I'm so glad you picked up what I was putting down. I always do, girl. Take them out to the fishes.